Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job shows us how to stay spiritually charged. What God is telling us is examine yourself. You need to make sure that if you're going to be filled with the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, you don't have anything in your life that's going to sabotage your walk in God. So examine. Make sure you leave behind stuff that shouldn't be there or you will not walk in the Spirit. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And Mark, here's an out-of-the-blue question for you. Have you ever forgotten to charge your phone overnight? <laughs> <laughs> and there's panic the next day, right. believe yeah. me. Can I make it on 2%? <laughs> Not as panicky as my kids get, but there is panic in my We life. depend on them, don't we? <laughs> but there's an analogy to being charged with the Holy Spirit, too, isn't there? There is. And I believe it was D.L. Moody that... Um, was approached by a woman who said, well, why do we have to be filled over and over with the Spirit? And I think in his iconic, good, gritty, D.L. Moody way, he said, lady, because I leak. (laughs) And uh, that's a bit of the idea there is that it's not a one-time filling that lasts the rest of our life. In fact, it's not really a suggestion in this scripture. It's a command Keep being filled with the Spirit over and over and over. We are in Ephesians chapter 5, continuing our series, When You Believe, Everything Changes. Here's Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. Have you ever been in a crowded party? Or a place where you get a cup and you fill it up and you try to make your way across the room? But people are dancing, moving, it's crowded, so you make your way across the room, they're bumping you and hitting you and spilling and knocking you, and you say, watch it, and you make your way across, someone hits you and spills a little bit, someone bumps you and spills a little bit more, and you're just trying with all your might to keep from spilling what you have, but by the time you get to the other side of the room, there's been so many people that have bumped you and hit you that you're wearing it on you, you've you've spilled it. And, and your glass, when you reach the other side of the room, is half empty. You started full on that side of the room, but by the time you reach this side of the room, it's half empty because you've been bumped so many times. Well, that's the way it is oftentimes in our spiritual walk with God. On Sunday morning, many of you look at this time, you get a real fuel-up experience You get all filled up with the spirit and worship and the word and praise. And so you walk out of this place, your cup is full. Some of you are practically levitating out of this place, walking in the spirit. God has touched you. Good things are happening. You go home, there's a smile on your face. You go to sleep and there's a big uh, sense of, hey, God spoke to me. It's great. And then Monday morning comes. And you get up and you're a little late. You have one cup of coffee and you still feel tired. You pour that second cup of coffee and someone's trying to get in the bathroom at the same time that you're trying to get in and someone's taking too long. And if you have kids, then they're running around trying to get their things together and then they forget their notebook from their backpack. And then one of them says, oh, I forgot. I have homework that I forgot to do last night. You have what? 
and you're running around trying to get them ready, and it's just harried and fast-paced, and then finally you get in your car to go to work, and you're running a little bit late, get on the expressway, there's traffic, and you're trying to go downtown, and people are cutting you off, and it seems like everybody's in a nasty attitude, and And by the time that you get to your job a little bit late and get into work, then there's a whole bunch of work in front of you, and there's bad attitudes and nasty responses, and this was due yesterday. How come it's not done? By the time Monday afternoon arrives, you're on empty. On Sunday, you are on full. By Monday afternoon, you're already on empty, wishing that you could recapture that sense of fullness that you had on Sunday. And then some of you, by the time that the next Sunday rolls around, you're so empty, you're like dragging yourself into your pastor. I've had a real love week. Let me get filled up again. And what the Apostle Paul is teaching us is that it doesn't have to be that way. We need to learn to stay full of the Spirit, even though we're going to be bumped and knocked by life. So today I'm going to talk to you about how to stay full of God, even when you're at your job, or stay full of God so that by Friday you're still full of God. So that's what the Apostle Paul is talking to us about. Let's begin reading in Ephesians chapter 5. For those of you that are new with your Bibles, you can always look at the front of your Bibles. There's an index there. Ephesians is in the New Testament, and it was written by the Apostle Paul, and we're in chapter 5, beginning with verse 15. He says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Verse 17, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just a few verses, but very powerful verses. If you're taking notes today, I'm going to talk to you about how to stay full with the Spirit. Number one, write this down. Staying filled with the Spirit means that I examine, first of all, I examine the way I live. He says, be very careful then how you live. I think it was the philosopher Plato that said, the unexamined life is not worth living. How many of you know that sometimes we have to pause and examine how we're living? We need to stop and ask ourselves, now how am I doing? How am I living? He says, be careful then how you live. In other words, watch how you live. Take an inventory of how you're living. Examine your lifestyle. Be careful about the way that you're going about your relationships and your job and your education and your thinking and your attitude. He says, be careful then how you live. In other words, take a close look at how you're living. 
And then he tells us exactly what to uh, take a close look at. Why? Because when we're filled with something, if we're not careful, it's going to spill out of us. It's going to fall out of us. So we got to be careful how we live. If we want to stay full of the Spirit, then we have to be careful how we live. And he tells us three areas that we need to watch carefully. He says, be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Secondly, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And thirdly, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The image that comes to my mind, as he says, be careful how you live, it's almost the image of, well, going to an airport, O'Hare Airport, and traveling. You have to go through the security process, the metal detectors, Unfortunately, I travel quite a bit with speaking engagements and missions opportunities and so forth. And every time I fly out of O'Hare Airport, it's always the same routine, right? Once you wait in a long line to get through the airport security, you arrive to the, to the, uh, to the metal detectors and you have to take off your shoes, take off your belt, Take out your wallet, empty all your change, take off your watch, take off uh, anything else that's in your pocket, get rid, get, put your cell phone down there, and once, and take off your jacket, and then you walk through the detector, and invariably it rings, and you say, now what? Oh, I forgot a dime in this pocket here. And, and, and while you're going through the detector, of course, you just left your wallet back there. People are pushing you forward, and you're watching the guy behind you, making sure he's not taking your cell phone or your wallet. And so you're walking to the security scanning. Now, why do they do all of that? Well, they do it for a purpose, because they don't want you to take anything you shouldn't be taking on your journey. They want, you to, exa- they want to examine you to make sure you're not taking anything extra on the airplane, and I'm grateful they are doing that. And by the way, I would simply say that sometimes you think you're a little more safe than what you really are. I had an experience a little while back where we were in, we were in Spain, and my son, who was probably nine or 10 at the time, he really wanted to buy a decorative knife had kind of the Spanish logo in. So I said, okay, you can buy it as a decoration piece. You can put like with a little sword or something there it's going to be. But remember, son, you cannot take this on the airplane. And so he lost it. And he was all upset about it. I lost it. I can't find it. So we went through security checkpoint We got on the airplane in Spain. We're flying from Spain to Heathrow, and he looks at me all excited with a smile on his face, and he says, guess what, Dad? I found it. (laughs) And I'm like, son, put that away fast. I'm like, how did that get through? The four-inch knife blade. So we get to Heathrow Airport, and they had just had a terrorist attack in Heathrow Airport, and so they're on high, high red alert. 
We get to Heathrow Airport, and to go into the airport, we have to go through another security checkpoint. And he says, Dad, what should I do? I said, just leave it there. We'll, be, we'll just tell them the truth. If they find it, we'll tell them accidentally we got there. So we're going through security checkpoint. He takes it. It's on high security alert. He takes his backpack, gets ready to put it through. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the alarm to go off. I'm ready for them to pull us aside. Nothing. He gets right through a high security checkpoint into Heathrow Airport two weeks after a major bomb had exploded in the subway station of Victoria Station. I was shocked. So finally there, I said, I'm not going to go through another scanner. I took his knife. I went to the lady and I said, you know, my son accidentally brought this knife. She was real nice and smiled. Oh, thank you, sir. And then she called security. And within moments, I had guys with machine guns on me, and they were, like, treating us as a terrorist. But, you know, thankfully, we, we made it through that. But the reason you have scanners and the reason that's there is so that you can't take something you shouldn't on the journey that you're on. What God is telling us is examine yourself. We'll continue this message in a moment. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, And Mark, you've been talking today about the importance of getting your regular recharge of the Holy Spirit. One of the ways we can do that each week is with your Monday morning email devotional. We call it the Bold Stepper Weekly. Yeah, so if you're not signed up for the free Bold Stepper Weekly, then you need to do so right away. Again, I said it's free. It comes out every Monday. It's our way of just pointing to God and reminding you of uh, some thought that would stir you, but also keeping you up to date on what's happening in our ministry as well. So, so many people are signing up, and we've had more and more people just expressing how much they enjoy this. Yeah, and one of the helpful things that are included in the weekly are these links that make it easy to connect with any of our Bold Steps family of resources. For instance, our weekend program and our Spanish Minute you like to call... Pasos Aldaces. Yeah, your pronunciation is so much better than mine. <laughs> Another thing you share are personal updates as well. And with Thanksgiving around the corner, you're going to have another high chair at the table. We are having a few more high chairs around the table. And I am so excited. The, so much to give thanks for. And uh, my family's expanding, as you've heard. Uh, we just had a little baby girl that was born. We have a little baby boy that's on the way. And so we're very, very excited. But I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, that you would maximize Thanksgiving. You know, I think it's one of the few American holidays that we don't export. We've exported a lot of other ones, but I think it's the most compelling one, a day to stop and give thanks. And uh, at the Job household, before we eat, we like to pause, get in a circle, and ask this question, what are we thankful for this year? What are we going to give God thanks for? And so it's always a moving time as we go around the circle, and sometimes people tear up as they express the gratitude they have this year for something that's happened. And so I want to encourage you, make sure on Thanksgiving that you give thanks. Yeah, and that circle is growing, isn't it, for the Job household? If you haven't already, we invite you to sign up today for the Bold Stepper Weekly. Visit our website at boldstepsradio.org. Visit our website at boldstepsglobal.com. 
While you're there, by the way, you can also revisit some of Mark's previous devotionals by checking out the growing archive we have online. Again, go to boldstepsradio.org. All right, now, let's get back to the second half of our program now. Mark has titled his message, Staying Filled with the Spirit. You need to make sure that if you're going to be filled with the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, you don't have anything in your life that's going to sabotage your walk in God. So examine. Make sure you leave behind stuff that shouldn't be there or you will not walk in the Spirit. Stuff like what? Well, stuff like being unwise. Sometimes we live our lives and we're unwise with how we we make bad choices. Do you know the amount of people that I've been a pastor for a long time, counseled a lot of people, the amount of people that make dumb choices over and over. And then when they're in a really bad choice and a bad mess, they look to the heavens and they say, God, why have you done this to me? And I want to say, hey, God had nothing to do with this. You made your own choices, dug your own hole. Don't blame it on God. He's been trying to warn you about it all the time. Now, thank God he's a God of second chances and a God that digs us out of our own holes and a God that puts ladders once we've made our own messes and a God that really helps us out. But most of the problems that we face in life are problems of our own making. So he says, be wise, not unwise. Secondly, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Listen, we live in a time, if you're going to be filled with the Spirit, you have to make wise choices. Make the most of the opportunities. God is going to open doors, and those doors are going to close. You need to be ready to walk through the doors that God opened because you may not have another chance to walk through those doors. Many of us miss the opportunities that God has given to us because we're not wise enough to see those opportunities. Listen to me, high school students. You have an opportunity to finish high school. Finish it. Well, I don't know. I'm not learning anything important. You know, I think I'm going to go work at a 7-Eleven. Listen, nothing bad about a 7-Eleven. But listen, if you have an opportunity to finish high school, finish it. Follow through. You got an opportunity to go to college? Go to college. Follow through. Some of your parents are saying, I wish I would have had the opportunities that you had at this time. There are opportunities that close and open in front of us. There are opportunities to do good that open and close in front of us. There are opportunities to make choices that open and close in front of us. We live in some days. It says the days are evil. There are windows of opportunity. And so make sure that if you're walking in the spirit, you make the most of the opportunities that are in front of you and you don't squander your life by missing all the open doors that God's trying to give you. And then lastly, thirdly, he says, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be foolish. Start asking God, what is your will? I want to understand what you have for my life. Don't be unwise. Don't miss the opportunities and don't be foolish. Say, God, how do you want me to live my life? Not what do I want to do, but oh God, what do you want me to do with my life? I mean, you know, there's a big difference in that question. Some people are asking, what do I want to do? Other people are asking, God, what do you want me to do? And when you do what God wants you to do, you will end up doing what is most fulfilling for your life because God knows you best. How do we stay filled with the Spirit? First of all, we examine the way we live. 
We're intentional about how we live so that we can make the most of the opportunities that God has given us. There's nothing worse than wasted potential. There's nothing worse than someone with great opportunities and great options wasting their potential on frivolous, inconsequential, wasteful things. There is power in this room. Do you know that? There's talent, ability, intellect. There's gifting, influence in this room. The sad thing about most of us in any congregation, in any crowd, is that most of us operate at probably about 20% of our God-given potential. They tell us that most of us only use about really 10 to 15% of the capacity of our brain. The great majority live way beneath the power of our potential. Most of us are not living to our full capacity. Most of us clearly underestimate what we can do and what God could do through us. Most of us have greater power, intellect, talent, ability, and when submitted to God, the potential is undeniable. It's unlimited, but most of us never reach it because most of us live way beneath our calling and way beneath our potential. And Paul is simply saying, hey, you are people of God. You need to be different. You need to rise to the God-given potential inside of you. You need to rise to your calling, to the gifting. Be full of the Spirit of God because you could do things that will blow people's minds away if you just begin to live how God has called you to live. Amen? And then he goes on and he tells us how to stay full of God. In verse 18 through 21, staying filled with the Spirit means that I learn to constantly or consistently refuel. Verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. He's painting a picture for us, and in essence, this is not about alcoholism, this passage. He's painting a picture that he explains with the, with the contrast. He says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. That word even sounds bad, debauchery. Doesn't it sound like something bad? You don't know what it is, but like, ooh, that's bad, debauchery. Debauchery means excess, wasteful excess, indulgence without limits that leads to a lot of waste. Learning to be filled with the Spirit each day. That's the takeaway of our message from Mark Job, and you've been listening to Bold Steps. You can learn more about Mark and this ministry when you visit boldstepsradio.org. Mark, I know there are many listeners who are going through a hard time right now. For some, it feels like uh, there's a little lack of control, and their heart is asking the question, is God still in control? Yeah, and so if you're going through a hard time right now, and I, I just want to say, first of all, we empathize Just this past week, I've prayed for people who've lost loved ones, who are going through a messy divorce, who are struggling with cancer. There's no easy answers. However, there is a place, and I just want to remind you this, there is something that God is doing right now, that you're not anonymous, God has not abandoned you. 
God has not forgotten you. There is something that God is doing in the midst of the difficult trauma and the mess. And I love uh, Max Lucado's book, God Will Use This for Good, Surviving the Mess of Life. I like that word, mess, huh? Yeah, because in a very clear way, this is a very little book, 56 pages, but the way only Max Lucado can do, he breaks it down to an understandable way, if you're in the middle of a mess, that this mess has a purpose, that God hasn't abandoned you, and that God will use it for the good. Yeah, if you're feeling caught in one of life's storms or things just feel messy right now, we'd like to send you Max's book titled, God Will Use This for Good. It's our Bold Step gift. Just make a donation of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps and we'll send you a copy right away. Call 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or go online to boldstepsradio.org. You can also send your donation and request the book in the mail. The book is Max Lucado's God Will Use This for Good, and the address is Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And before we close out today, let me remind you that you can always find these messages and listen to them again anywhere, anytime throughout the week by subscribing to our podcast. Just search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job on whatever podcast app you prefer and click the subscribe button. We also welcome any comments and five-star reviews and so appreciate your help in reaching new listeners with these biblical messages. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to come back tomorrow when Mark continues this discussion on staying filled with the Spirit. It's from our series, When You Believe, Everything Changes. And it's coming up Wednesday on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.